so that's kind of where it is at the moment. Um, that's not true. I just lied. <laughs> hey guys. Hi. Hey friends. Hello everyone. What's going on? Hope we're doing well. So last episode, like full episode, mm-hmm. Elena did the Candyman. Mm-hmm. So today I'm doing the Boogeyman. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> there it is. The, the, there it is. Boogie boy. <laughs> so not like the Boogeyman, the Boogeyman, but mm-hmm. the Boogeyman of Staten Island. Oh. Slash Cropsy. We'll get into it. Oh. But. <laughs> But yeah, um, I don't think we have anything else to address, so I'm just gonna we're just gonna jump right in. Yeah, I don't have anything. Let's, All righty, let's get into it. Okay, tip, 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 tip. Okay, so hey guys, hey. it's your trigger warning. Uh, we're gonna be talking about children. It's a little bit rough, so sorry. That's not your jam. This one's not the one for you. It's understandable. Have have a great day. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Love <on>. you. <laughs> um, we're gonna briefly go over Staten Island really quick in case people don't know what Staten Island is. Staten Island is a borough of New York City. It is the forgotten borough because it's like pretty much in New Jersey. Um And it's an island. And it's an island. And <laughs> if you look up Staten Island, I'm sure one of the first things that's gonna pop up is like um like the biggest dumpster or whatever, because it's true. <laughs> Staten Island started as, like, a dumping ground for New York City. So, I used to live in New York, and I don't want to, I don't want to step on anybody's toes, especially because I'm not from there, New but York Staten Island toes. fucking sucks. <laughs> Staten yeah, Island's the worst. Staten Island. We fucking hate Staten, all the homies hate Staten Island. All the homies hate Staten Island. Unless you're from there, and in that case, it's a, it's a beautiful place to be. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. There's lots of forests. Mm-hmm. Lots I, of garbage. I've actually never been there. I've never been there either. No. But I have no desire to go there. Oh, here we go. We're back at it. We're back at it with my with my God. opinionated self. Okay, <laughs> but that's that <laughs> island. Um, it's it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and on Staten Island, there was an urban legend. Okay. Yeah. Of Cropsey. 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 What do you think Cropsey is? Scarecrow. No, good guess though. Cropsey. Okay. As the urban legend goes. Is a homicidal madman who ha- who was an escaped mental patient with a hook for a hand, and he would take children and chop them up. So that cropsy, cropsy <laughs> love, Cropsy. that's a little bit crazy. That's a little. That's a little bit of a lot. <laughs> so legend has it he would take these children into the underground tunnel system of an abandoned Seaview Hospital. Uh, which was an old tuberculosis sanitarium. Okay. So I guess it was like a place to quarantine people that had tuberculosis. But gotcha. Cropsy took kids there and killed them. Oh. Yeah. So <laughs> basically, it's kind of like my, for me, growing up, I hated Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary scared the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Did you have any? Um. I've never heard of Cropsy, but. When I was no, I don't know. Bloody Mary scared me, but honestly, I'm still to this day scared of like bathrooms at night just because mirrors in the dark scare me. It's freaked me out a little bit. I yeah. And I don't know why. I have no explanation for it. 
Yeah. No, mirrors in the dark are pretty scary. It's just, ooh. No thanks. Yeah. I think mirrors facing each other are a little really off, too. There is a movie. Oh, there's two movies I'm going to talk about. The first is The Burning. The Burning, sorry. (laughs) It's a 1981 film, and it's, like, supposedly after Cropsey, like, The Legend of Cropsey. And in that movie, he was a crazy, just crazy, another crazy madman who killed summer campers with an axe. So the story of Cropsey varies slightly. Mm-hmm. Um, but moral of Cropsey's story is that he likes to kill kids. Gotcha. And people would use this, like, um, be like, you get your, you better, you better behave or Cropsey's going to get you. Cropsey's you know? coming for you. <laughs> Men at the Walmart. <laughs> Cra- Craps is gonna get you. We saw Crapsy. Men at the Walmart. <laughs> oh man, we are not making fun of anyone in particular, just everyone as a whole. <laughs> everyone, <laughs> so, all of them. So that's Crapsy in the Legend of Crapsy, and in Staten Island in in the nineteen eighties, he kind of you know came to light and kind of became a reality. And it was a little bit scary. So I'm going to tell you guys about that. The hash slinging. <laughs> with a, what is it, a spatula for a hash? Yes! <laughs> okay, no, but in all seriousness, <laughs> I don't think he had an actual hook for a hand. This guy that we're going to talk about. Oh. That would be crazy, though. <laughs> the whole episode's ruined. <laughs> no. uh, sorry, sorry, I ruined it. Um, so we're in Staten Island. I saw a couple different years, so I'm going to say, like, mid-1980s. 1982 to 1987. I'm going to be honest. I just didn't double-check, and I forgot about it until right now. Mm. So we're in the 1980s in Staten Island. A girl named Jennifer Schweiger... Schweiger. Schweiger. I'm just going to redo that. Jennifer Swaggy. (laughs) Jennifer. Jennifer is so swaggy. Oh, my God. Okay. A girl named Jennifer Schweiger... Um, is 12 years old, and she has Down syndrome, and she goes missing. Mm. Okay. So, at the time, a man named Andre, Andre Rand, lived in... <laughs> I was gonna say, do we like or not like Andre? I just like saying Andre like uh. that. <laughs> I don't know how much of this is gonna stay in, but if it all stays in, obviously we're in a silly goofy movie. <laughs> silly goofy movie. <laughs> So, a man named Andre Rand was living in a makeshift shelter near the old Willowbrook State School, which was a school for disabled children. This school is going to come back, so that's why I'm bringing it up now. Um, So, this school was for, like I said, disabled children. I hope I'm not using any incorrect terminology. This is what I saw in all the articles I read, so I'm just kind of reading what other people have stated. But, um, Andre worked there, uh, I'm sorry, Andre, Andre, Andre worked there in the 1960s and the school kind of came out as being like a hellhole in the 1970s. So it was shut down in 1987 and had just extremely poor conditions. Like take American Horror Story Asylum, but like amplify all of the wrongdoings that was occurring but it was also happening to children oh yeah so it was really rough corporal punishment child neglect abuse and like physically and emotionally like disgusting conditions Mm -hmm. and it's like 
I say disgusting, like, it's disgusting that people did that, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it was just, it was just a very, very rough place. So yeah. that's the grounds that we're on right now. Okay. Set the scene. Yes. It's okay. not the best place to be. No, not at all. I, and even, even it's, it's abandoned at this point. But, you know, it's, oh, actually, I think I just answered my own question. So I think we're in 1987 because it was shut down in 1987 and she went missing later that year. We're in 1987. <laughs> we found it. We found out where <laughs> we are. So Jennifer Schwager, she's coming back. She went missing. 1987. Okay. So obviously she's a 12-year-old little girl and she has cognitive disabilities. So mm-hmm. people are like, ooh, we got to find her. Yes. You know, we, we put... We, we, put, we are putting in the work. Uh-huh. And they did. And about a month later, after, you know, uh, search parties, all of that, her body was found. Oh. And it was found in a shallow grave near the Willowbrook State School, like the abandoned grounds, where Rand had a makeshift shelter there. So initially, they had arrested Andre Rand for her kidnapping because okay. there were some eyewitnesses saying that she was seen with with him. Mm-hmm. Um Right, like, on the last day that she went missing. So they arrested him, and he had stated that he had never met the girl. And then, after he found out that her body was discovered and he'd heard about the eyewitnesses, he changed his story. So, I don't really know any specifics, but that's a little bit sketch. Okay. You know, the changing of the stories, never mm-hmm. never a good sign. Um, The reason, in addition to, like, him being one of the last people to have been confirmed to be with her... He had a very long rap sheet. Mm-hmm. His uh, criminal past is lengthy. Gotcha. So we're going to go over it. 1969, he was sentenced to 16 months in jail for the attempted sexual assault against a nine-year-old girl. Nine? Nine years old. Yep. <laughs> oh, he no. luckily did not succeed because he was arrested for the attempt. No. But there, he was in for 16 months. Um, and this is a whole separate little story, but in 1983, he kidnapped a bus full of children. (laughs) You guys can't see Elena's face. (laughs) That was exactly what you would expect. Yeah. A bus full of children from the local YMCA. And then he drove them to Newark Airport for, so Newark Airport is in New Jersey. Okay. In order to get there, he had to probably cross at least two bridges, I'd say. Okay. Or tunnels. Yeah. So he, he took these kids for a ride. Yeah. Um. And since 1983, he had been linked to four other child disappearances over the past decade. So I'm going to go over these four um, children I just in a little bit because mm-hmm. I really all I could find. So I'm going to try not to butcher these names. Alice Pereira, P-E-R-E-I-R-A. Yeah. Alice is five years old and she went missing in 1972. Her scenario was um, she was playing with her brothers and they left her alone for a minute and she was never seen again. That's a separate conversation. I was going to say. What? We'll come back to that. One minute. Rand, Andre, Andre, was linked to her because of his previous record. So no physical evidence, but there's that. Holly Ann Hughes was seven years old um, when she disappeared in 1981. 
and she was last spotted with Rand on the day of her disappearance. So she was buying soap down the street at the bodega. The bodega. (laughs) (laughs) And several eyewitnesses saw Rand pull her into his car. Oh. Yeah, so. No. So Rand is not a good dude. Andre, he's not a good dude, regardless of this Jennifer situation. He's, he's not a good dude. Yeah. Um, so the next, the next alleged victim of his is 11 year old Tia. He's Tia. 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 (laughs) (laughs) You're adding an extra vowel in there. Tia. He's. Okay. 11 year old Tia. He's. Jackson disappeared in 1983. She went to buy food for her mother and never returned. Like her mom was like, Hey, can you go get these groceries? And she never returned. How old um, was she? She was 11. Mm-hmm. And this is all of these are in Staten Island. Okay. Um, and she was last seen leaving Mariner's Harbor Motel. And when she was seen leaving there, it was 12 days after Andre had been released from prison. Okay. For crimes against children. So he was then linked to her. Um, and the last alleged victim is Hank Gaforio. He was a mentally disabled 22-year-old boy who was last seen with Rand at a diner in 1984. Um, not that it really matters, but his IQ was very low, and I guess his... Um, like, brain development was that of, like, a 15-year-old boy. So he was... And how old was he again? 22. But mentally, um, he was an early teenager. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess. I think I think it kind of matters a little bit when we're talking about Andre Rand taking advantage of someone like that. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's just something. And none, none of their bodies have ever been found. The only body that was found was Jennifer's. And Rand was arrested and charged for the murder of Jennifer Schweiger. But he was not found guilty of murder. He was found guilty of her kidnapping. There was a lack of physical evidence. So they weren't able to get him on the murder. But they did get to sentence him for 25 years for her kidnapping. What did they have on the kidnapping, though? Eyewitnesses. Um, as of 2004, new evidence was, was presented linking him to Holly Ann Hughes' disappearance, and Holly Ann was the seven-year-old girl that disappeared, and she was the one that people saw Rand pulling her into the car. Okay. So, they're an inmate, and, like, I guess prison friend of Andre, like, took notes of him and Andre's conversations, and Aunt Andre described in detail kidnapping Holly, so he brought that to officers and was like, hey, this guy is not a good guy. Yeah. And we're all in prison. You know you know what they say about child murderers in prison. In prison, yep. Not good. Not, not good. So, I mean, don't kill children. Feel like that should go without don't saying. Don't kill children for any reason. Like, don't but kill people, but it's... Not only will you get fucked by the justice system, you will get your ass handed to you in prison. As you should. Absolutely. As Absolutely. 
But because of this, he was given another 25 years because they were able to, this kind of solidified his, um, an additional kidnapping charge mm-hmm. for Holly Ann. So he won't be eligible until, for parole until 2037 and he'll be 93 Ooh. at that point. Ooh. So fingers crossed that he passes in prison. I'm going to just, I'm just going to say it. I feel like I hope if he, he doesn't, doesn't see the light of day. I feel like if he doesn't though, he might get out at that point. Yeah, but then if he's 93, like... I mean, the United States does love to do, like, that compassionate release shit. I feel like that's something you should remember for our discussion, because I got some shit to say about that. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Nope. Um, So, now now we're kind of at the point where I I don't have any other information. Oh. That's kind of it. I I don't have... There's been no more evidence for any of the other... Um, victims, no bodies were ever found Mm -hmm. aside from Jennifer's and uh, he is still haunts, um, Staten Island. I think he's like Staten Island's worst criminal, I guess, if you could rank them, you know, like he, he's, it's like a local, I feel like he's probably like the John Wayne Gacy of, of Staten Island. Gotcha. Um, I did want to end with a little quote. This is honestly, I don't remember where this is from. But it was from an article I read on the Cropsey documentary, which was made by Staten Islanders that were, like, I think they were, like, independent people, and they were trying to solve, like, who the fuck is Cropsey, Mm -hmm. you know? Because they grew up hearing the story. So they made a documentary, and this was about it, and I think it's important. So, quote, While the person who took Jennifer Schweiger's life probably wasn't an axe-wielding maniac with a hook for a hand, her death and the disappearance of four other vulnerable young people were very real. Naive children may have believed in the gruesome tales their older siblings peddled, but Staten Islanders were truly shocked and that something so horrific could happen in their communities. The tale of this Staten Island maniac is a reminder that there, there are all too real boogeymen lurking among us. And I feel like that's important. Yeah. Not only to remember that, Regardless of the stories of the boogeyman or Cropsey or whatever, there are five victims in this story. Mm-hmm. There are five children, and that's heartbreaking. And four of them, four of their families don't have justice. They don't know anything. Yeah. And there are fucked up people out there. Yeah. <laughs> like, shit. In case you haven't been able to tell from this podcast that we are dedicating, not to these fucked up people. But... But kind of. Y'all, y'all know. We do y'all know spend what we're a decent amount of time talking about them. <laughs> Just, I don't know. I feel like it's uh, it's important to remember. So with that with that being said. We're, yeah. We're going to we'll, smoke. We'll yeah. discuss. We'll get back ya, to you. See you on the, on the flippity flip. Flippity flip. <laughs> disclaimer. Hey, everyone. Disclaimer. Just a little disclaimer here. Um, we don't advocate the use of drugs, but we're both in a recreational state. We're over the age of 21. So it's legal. Let's carry on. Yep, that's it. Hello. Hi. What's going on, friends? <laughs> We're back. That was weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> we are back. We're toasty. Kinda. Toasted. And we're going to talk about the case. <coughs> so, if, I, I don't know how to start this. <laughs> You just, why don't you just tell me your thoughts? Um, I guess we can start, like, do you think he did it? See, this, this is kind of one of those things where it's like, I, 
not that he's someone to blame because he does kind of seem like you know the most the most likely participant and whatever it makes sense but it's like if it's it's the easiest it's the easiest to put him on it's the most common like yeah it's the most common denominator is what i'm trying to say for real for i that's understandable and they're um in the Cropsey movie that I watched, or da- I don't even know, I guess that would be a documentary, but um, they, like, did interviews of people that, like, lived in the town and everything mm-hmm. that knew the guy, and they were like, you know, I don't think he's a good guy, but I do think that the police saw him and pinned, not pinned them on him, but they, they, they saw him and were like, no more searching. We got our guy. And that happens all too, all too often. But it's, in this situation, I'm like, I don't know, because I could see him doing it. Like, mm-hmm. that, it makes sense. And look at his, just like the convictions he's had, that alone, it's a violent criminal past against children. Like, they, people like that are repeat offenders, more often than not. So it's like, okay. But it's, there's virtually no, phys- there's no bodies. Right. For most of them. And it's like, there's very little physical evidence. So, I don't think there's enough to convict him. No, there's not. And that's why he hasn't been convicted, but... The thing that I don't understand is how you convict him for kidnapping, but not for murder. It's like, okay, so he kidnapped her. But then where... When did he let her go? Right. I don't know. I think... What happened in between that... What do you think happened in between that time? Yeah. I think um, with Jennifer, the girl that he did get charged with the kidnap and murder of, um, and that's when the jury was like, there's not enough physical evidence for murder, but we can, like, we're fine saying that he um, did the kidnapping. I think with that, it was like, okay, so he was the last person to be with Jennifer, so it's safe to assume that he did it, but there's literally no physical, there's no physical evidence. The only thing that would sway me from thinking that he did not do it is if there was evidence of someone else doing it. Like, to me, as a jury, it doesn't, like, people have been convicted off off confessions alone. Like, it doesn't make sense to be like, yup, he kidnapped her, he took her. And then she died, and we can't tell you how that happened. Like, what? Like, I mean, I'm not... So this case, I kind of picked because it was spooky and kind of went along with um, our little October spook, you know? Mm -hmm. So I personally, I don't know what I think. I don't know what I think, because, I don't know. And there are a couple details I didn't put in because they weren't, like, um confirmed or anything but there there was one where it was like um during the search parties for jennifer they searched where her body was found and they found nothing and then after the fact like that month or so later they did find her body so there was some speculation that maybe he wasn't working alone or maybe someone else like tried to frame him which is interesting but i feel like shit like that is hard to pull off i feel like it's hard to frame someone I think it's hard to frame someone, but I also feel like those those theories require more evidence. Like, those theories require 
you to assume more things. Do you see what I'm saying? Kind of. Like, the theory with the least amount of assumptions is that he kidnapped her, then killed her. He yes. just didn't get charged for kidnapping. Yes. Or murder. It is more work to then try and prove that there was someone else involved. You can't even oh, tie yeah. him. Now you're yeah, trying yeah, to tie yeah. someone else. Well, I um, I, I believe that the people that were saying that were not people that could convict him of any or charge him for anything. So I think it was just like people in town. I know, but I'm saying like oh, okay. even so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, we did have a couple things to save throughout the case uh-huh. to talk about now um first who was it was it it wasn't holly was it it was alice mm-hmm. alice the one i can't pronounce her last name Pieria. sure the five-year-old girl that disappeared in 1972 and there she was playing with her brothers and they left her alone for a minute that's what we we're going to talk about oh yes because it did spark no. a reaction um I don't know how old her brothers were, and of course, it's no one's fault that kids go missing like that. No, it's no one's it's, fault. It's that kids never, go especially it's never, never. We're not we're not putting blame on anyone. No, but people should stop leaving their children alone. Yeah, and also, like, again, we don't know how old the brothers are, but assuming that they are. Almost older? any amount older than that. <laughs> I think they like were yes. <laughs> if, I mean, if your brother's three and you're five, like okay, yeah, okay, he toddled off. Yeah, like, <laughs> but that's a bigger issue. <laughs> exactly, but she was five, so assuming they're older than and five, I believe, I believe they were. Like, I feel like at that age, you can tell a five-year-old, like, number one, don't go with strangers. Number two, stick together. And they understand that shit. Like, obviously, leaving them alone yeah. together is not a good idea, but, like, they're at an age where it's, like... They can if you say stick, If you say stick with your sister, they'll stick together. Like, they'll they'll, yeah. they'll try their best, at least. Yeah. And, um, it, it was a different time. It was, what, God, 50 years ago. <gasps> yeah. That makes my brain hurt. That's a lot. Does anyone else feel like it's still 2000? Like, 2000 and something. I feel like it's 2010 all the time. Like, dude, I'm, like, sitting here. First of all, we were both born in 2000. Yeah. Like, we're not, like, we're not, like, millennials, you no. know? Um, but, I don't know. It's just so weird to, like, think, like, your sister was born in, what, 2013, 2014? And to think that that was seven years ago? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. No, man. No, that was, like, yesterday. Yeah. No. So, like, if, when I think about... 1972 was almost 50 years ago. 50 years next year. Yeah. That is in insane. Oh my god, I'm gonna have an aneurysm. That... <laughs> That's too much. It... <laughs> I'm so uncomfortable. It feels insane until you, like... Until you think about it and be like, no, that's how math yeah, works. Yeah, until you do math. <laughs> like, I'll always be, like, when someone's, like, 2016, I'll be like, oh yeah, like, two years ago. They're like, no. Like, dude, we graduated That was five years ago. Four years ago. Like, and they're like, 2016 was five years ago. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> no, that was literally ten. We are in 2016. See, here's the thing. Like, I'll have that about, like, certain years, but, like, 2019? I, that feels... I am firm in my belief that 2019 was, like, five years ago. <laughs> Yo. That was time pandemic Perception of time has totally changed with this pandemic. The pandemic has fucked completely my sense of time. 
The pandemic has fucked a lot of things. And I mean, I'll go off on this little tangent. I don't give a fuck. We mm-hmm. were literally just talking about this with the workforce. Yep. And I work with kids, so I'm mm-hmm. seeing a lot of, like, developmental, not not issues, but I'm like, oh. Differences. Two-year-olds now are very different from two-year-olds five years ago. Mm-hmm. It's like, you are experiencing a lot more separation anxiety, a lot more behavioral issues. It's just And it's going to so be so crazy. interesting to see how this pandemic has affected the way that these kids are, like, like the two-year-olds that you have now. They're gonna grow up like remembering masks. Like ma- I feel like masks are gonna be a thing that are at least around here and there for the next couple ish years. I don't think they're going away anytime Bro, soon. This might be a hot take. I love masks. I love them. <laughs> I love them, bitches. Bro, in the winter, I love masks. Oh, they in the keep winter. your face warm. Keep your face warm. Oh my god. They keep your face warm. And also, I can give the customers at work whatever look I want. Dude, I have this. And they is, can't tell. This is embarrassing. And I'm about to share this with you guys. I have become a mouth breather. <laughs> Me too. My mouth stays open. In the I'll mask. just like like normally task like because the thing is is that even if I take the mask down, my mouth my mouth closes. <laughs> doing know. the same task. I know. I noticed it the other day. I think I'm I was. A, I'm I'm lip syncing in the stores. <laughs> I'm like I'm even audibly singing sometimes. I talk. No one can hear me. Shit about people like right in front of me, but like to myself because they can't hear it. Like <laughs> they can't oh hear it. God. They can't even see my lips moving. And and I feel a sense of security because I'm like, oh, you can't see me. Uh huh. This is. Go- I don't know. I don't know what else to say. The thing Just, is, I'm is like that masks. now, like sometimes when I see a bare face, I'm like, oh. <laughs> Mask fishing is real. Yes, it Mask is. Mask fishing. It's like hat fishing and hat and mask. Uh-huh. Oh my god, if you're just eyes, how am I gonna know? You know, this is gonna sound really shallow, but I never realized how important someone's face was to me. I like... never realized how pretty I was. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a total lie, too. I don't know why I said that. I think you're very pretty. Yeah, but I feel like I like I like my lips. That's why I said it. Oh, because I'm okay. like, when my lips are covered, I feel like when my face is covered, I'm like, I am just a 12-year-old boy. But, like, with my nose and my lips, I'm, like, okay, I'm, like, at oh, least 16. okay. Gotcha. <laughs> that was a fun little segue. That probably will be cut out, but whatever. I don't know. I'm the one editing, and I might just keep it in. At least some of it. Have fun bleeping that. Child. <laughs> okay. 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 Anyway. So, we okay. were talking... You know, we were actually, speaking of children, we were talking about not leaving your kids alone. Yes. Yeah. And not, like, alone in the house. Like, alone outside of the house. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, are you saying, like, at a mall or something? (gasps) Is that what you mean? No. But that, malls are scary. I thought that's what you meant. Like, if you you were like, oh, go play over here, I'm gonna go shop at this store. Oh, that's even more stressful. I didn't even think about that. That's what I thought you meant by, like, leaving them outside, like... No, I meant, like, in their front yard. Oh, okay. Like, no gate. Oh. No dog. Gotcha. I feel like I'm gonna be... I'm gonna be a helicopter parent, for for sure. Well, it depends on where we live. Oh, that's that's Like, if we live, like, obviously you guys don't know where we live, but in front of my house, like... My street is a decently busy street, so I probably wouldn't be comfortable with them playing outside. If I had a farm, they could play outside. But there are houses, like, in the ne- in the neighborhood over that their front yard is, like, away from the general street. 
Like it's more it's more hidden. Uh uh-uh. and the si- I feel and like, like anywhere in this area. The side of no. their house faces the street. So I feel no. like uh-uh. it depends on it depends on your house, really. I feel like I'm gonna be a helicopter parent. And it depends on your view. Like if I'm cooking in my kitchen in my in my kitchen window is a view of my front yard where my kids are playing, I feel like I'd be a little more comfortable than if they're say in the backyard and I'm in the bedroom. Maybe I just value like I Hearing means a lot to me. Like, if I'm not able to hear you immediately, oh. I'm going to get a little bit stressed. Gotcha. Like, with, I... That also comes from your fear of silence, so. <gasps> My heart just stopped. <laughs> well, now I'm going to go cry. <laughs> Guys, I'm telling you, these... Especially when the case isn't super, like, packed heavy with things to talk about. It's really just us psychoanalyzing ourselves and oh, finding yeah. out, like... <clears throat> But somehow relate it back to the case. Right. You know? <sighs> I don't know. I What's feel your like... superpower? <laughs> <laughs> That's a talent right there. My superpower is always pointing out my traumas. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's Every true. time I do something, I'll be like, mm, I do that too. That was because of what happened when you were seven. Like. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. <laughs> okay. But for real, don't leave your kids alone. I don't think. I don't think. There's only so many appropriate scenarios to leave your kid alone. Is there... And I'm talking, like, kids. Like, I'm not talking, like, like a 10-year-old. Well, that's, that's, another, less, that's, that's another less discussion. What, at what age do you start leaving them home alone comfortably? Where you're like, okay, I can go grocery shopping and you'll be fine for Well, a you're the hours. oldest. I'm the youngest. I always had someone. Like, when I, w- I was left home alone at, like, probably eight or nine. But I had, my brother was, he wasn't home, but he was supposed to be, uh-huh. you know, like he was supposed to be my guardian, but you probably were, were you, would you say older? See, well, see, I think, I think that I had to not grow up a little bit, but like be a little bit more mature well, in a way, home alone yeah. from a younger age. Cause I had, cause I had younger siblings to watch from a younger age, but I'm saying like, like, like only child nothing i'm i'm apparently leaving them oh, home alone okay. i feel i feel like the age range of like 12 mm, I, I think it, honestly i think it depends on the kid i think it starts around 12 where i can leave you home i'm saying i am going to be more than 5 minutes away for like more than 2 hours ooh 2 hours oh, i don't even like doing that shit with malcolm like, because when I, when I was in sixth grade, I think was one of the first times that I remember, like, being allowed to be, like, home alone is when me and my sister would get off the, get off at oh, the like bus. Oh, like, after work. At three. And we, we would get home at three, three or five-ish, and my dad wouldn't get home until, like, 5.15. Yeah. So I, at sixth grade, so I was about 11, was in charge of Izzy, who was six. So... Yeah, yeah, I feel like it would start around that age group. That's probably, that sounds about right. Yeah, I mean, you're learning, like, more, I think, as soon as, as soon as the kid becomes, like, pretty much independent. If they can make, like, toast by themselves, they can stay by it. They can stay home alone. Yeah, like, they- But God fucking damn it, don't let them use the oven. (laughs) 
Bro, Izzy can't even use the oven. She That's by choice. 16. That's by choice. That's on her, She's yeah. just scared. <laughs> okay. Back on track. Back on track. <laughs> um, what was the next thing? Oh, um. Compassionate. Compassionate release. Yeah. If you guys have an opinion, blurt it out now. Mm-hmm. We'll give you a second to listen. Oh, that was a good one. Shit, I don't know about that. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know what you said. Oh, that was a good okay. one. Okay. All right. So what is your stance? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was going to say, what's yours? I know, but I want you to go first because I don't know what mine is. Okay. Well, I... No, I know what mine is. So, if you don't know what compassionate release is, it's pretty much when you are given a life sentence or a very long sentence and you get to a very old age. Like 90s. Um, or well if or if you're dying of like cancer terminal or cancer or something, pretty much where you're in a position where the the government doesn't deem you as a threat and they think that you can live out your last days peacefully in your house in a hospital wherever. Days is different though. That's that's differing in my opinion. Well, I meant days as in like the term for the rest of your life, but like live out the rest of your days. No, I know. Oh. Like, in my head, when you say compassionate release, I think, like, they, like, shave a couple years off your time. That's what I'm saying. Like, live out the rest of your days as, oh, as in, like, the rest in, like, of your, your life. Yeah. You know, you said the that. The phrase. You just said that, and I just did not process it correctly. <laughs> That's okay. Okay, but, okay, so we're back. We're on the same page. Right. This happens so often. I'm so, so much. So, like, say, like, this person, uh, I don't know, ends up dying at the age of 97, but they were, you know, considered senile or whatever since the age of 94, and they got released at 94. Like, to me, that's... I I don't... I don't like it. I don't know if I see anything wrong with it, but I don't like it. You know what I'm saying? When you say it to me, when you, when you say it logically, and if you don't take emotion into it, I'm like, okay, I guess, but... The minute I'm like, no, you bitch, did something I said, bad. I said life sentence. You did something okay? bad. Life for sentence this. means you die in prison, babes. At least in my opinion. Yeah, and <laughs> like there are that, a lot of people where I think that they should, you know, die in prison. And there, and there are some, you know, like, like die in prison. Like, yeah, you're 97 and you're in prison. Like, and die there. Yeah, <laughs> which is unfortunately why prison populations grow so old and why they yeah. fill up so fast because yeah. we've we've there's they're not going anywhere yeah we take so many people in and we say all right we get these long ass sentences and then we like, just keep I feel bringing like that people sentence in is definitely like if i can't think of many crimes that i'm like no you should die in prison mm-hmm. you know not not put to death you should die there yeah there's not that many I like think. i'm like i don't think people should get that for like drug offenses no, I think I think to I think to pay with your life you have to take a life. Like I don't think there's a bank that you could rob that earns. No, I mean like there Unless are you that like earn multiple like, multiple lives. There are bank robberies that earn like you know seventy year sentences, which like you could consider a life sentence, but like it's not time. called a life sentence. Yeah. Like and y'all know and it's not the same in Ameri- thing. In like, American judicial system. 70 years doesn't mean 70 years. No. They're going to get out on good behavior in probably, like, what? Exactly. 60? And, and it, ugh, that's, that's a long, that's a long and time. And it also depends on what it was. Because, like, if, 
if if you have no priors but you you know did just one big horrible crime Oof. you might not even get all that much time mm-hmm. so but for life sentences i don't and depend and if you do something bad enough i don't think you should get to go out i don't care how old you are i don't care how how if if you are meant or not mentally if you're if you're like ill mm-hmm. i don't care shouldn't have done that yeah i think i think it's I think it's easier for it to be, like, if they're sick. Like, if they're going to be compassionate, re- compassionately released, which means, like, they're sick enough to the point where they're pretty much going to die in a hospital, then sure. I mean, like, that... That, that I understand. That allows, they'll still like, be in supervision by right. doctors and stuff. And they're not, like, out. Like, they're not they're roaming not, the streets. They are, but The possibility of them doing something harmful is extremely low. Right. Like, in that, I'm like, okay. Yeah. I guess. But see, then there are cases where, like, I, this is, this is from Orange is the New Black, um, but there was this one lady, I forgot her name, but she was the one that had the tattoo on her neck, mm-hmm. where she killed her husband, and she had a life sentence. Ooh. But see, I think her husband, her husband did something to her. And she killed him for whatever he did to her. I don't want to dive into that on on, on recording, because I will say controversial things. Like, what? I feel like I'm always going to side with the woman. And I feel like that's sexist, but it is what it is. (laughs) Well, I mean, it didn't necessarily have to be female, but I'm saying, like, No, I I, I understand, but in that that specific situation, I'm like, But I also also watch the show, so I'm like, okay, I have an emotional connection. Yeah, I'm saying, like, this person did, like, something, like... Something, they were defending themselves or something, yeah. and they were in prison for life, and now, now they've gotten to an age, like, but then the thing is, is that you can't, de- you can't do it based off crime, then. That, yeah, because it's very objective, or subjective? Which yeah, it would be very it? subjective. Subjective, okay. I, n- I never know the difference. It would be like, two. oh, well, you killed the, your husband? Mm, that's okay. And this like, guy and killed kids, who's, who's so we're not gonna let him that? out. Yeah, who's gonna, like, who's gonna decide? Exactly. Who who's who is then the moral police of yeah of the moral police? Because like, it, can't, it it can't be one person, but it also can't be multiple because everyone has a different opinion on it. I do know that it 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 hap- I don't know how often it happens though, but I do know that it happens. Oh yeah. And of course, I I probably would feel extremely different if it was like my grandparent in jail or my parents in jail or something. And I mean, also like the. Some, sometimes these people develop dementia and they don't even realize don't that they're remember. in jail. Oh, that's... Which is like... Dementia's heartbreaking Another to me. very sad thing. And then in those cases, I'm like, okay, well, that is not... That is nothing of you. Yeah, you that can't, is That you is can't not your fault at all. It's... Like, that's... And, and living in prison with dementia would probably be hell, so... And it would probably make it worse. Right, so... Make them more... Agitated, maybe? Because if I woke up in they prison every regress. single day, I'd be very confused. Faster. Yeah. Oh, it would be sad. Ugh. Dementia is... Dementia is a, a, a sad one. A really sad one. Oh. I'm not gonna... The Notebook never really... Spoiler alert. If you've never fucking seen The Notebook. And for some reason... If you've never seen The Notebook, it's one of the reason, best movies ever. <laughs> I don't agree. I don't think... And it, Pause I don't, this podcast right here. Go watch it. And then come back. <laughs> and with then come back, yes. I feel like it's not my favorite, like, rom com movie. A Walk to Remember yeah. gets me more. See, I but hate rom-coms. I do, too. 
I will always watch The Notebook. And the Titanic. And the Titanic. Titanic's bomb. But The Notebook more. The Notebook just makes me too sad. Something about Nicholas Sparks, though, bro. He can get it. (laughs) (laughs) The author. uh... Yeah. Wait, that's who he is, right? Yeah. Would you say Nicholas Sparks? Yeah, the author. Okay, okay, we're on the same page. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Do you have any other thoughts, concerns, comments? No. I mean... I feel like there's nothing else really to discuss. Yeah. I gotta pay, I gotta start... Next Next case, guys, next case will be a good discussion one. Next case, I'm gonna do an unsolved one. I feel like I that's... Feel like, I feel like that's where we might be running into issues. The cases are solved already. But I, I still want to talk about them. It's just I not mean, as... yeah, we can talk about them. They're just not good discussions. Sorry. That's okay. But there's a case for you. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. And some of our opinions on a variety of topics. A lot of different things. We covered COVID. Mm-hmm. We covered trauma. Yeah. We covered the notebook. The labor shortage. <laughs> <laughs> and then if you listen to other episodes, talk about a lot of other topics, too. We do. Basically, we're just a fool podcast. One of them, including necrophilia. I'm not over it. I'm not over it. Uh, yeah. I'm not over it. That was also me. That was also <laughs> Katie. That, I... I feel like some people are going to get offended. Oh, but. that... That came out already, didn't it? Yeah, it just, just yeah, published. gotcha. Okay. So... <laughs> I was you, like, man, I just spoiled it. <laughs> if you haven't listened, that was last oh, week's episode. Oh, check it out. That's with the Spoopfish. And, um, yeah. Love you. Yeah, love you. Say oh, back. Oh, say back for show. Oh. For show. For show. But all of our contact information, everything will be in the show notes. In the show notes. Yeah, so you can find us there. Okay, now love you. Say back. Say back. Okay, good. Okay, Okay, thanks. Love you too. All right, bye. Bye.